Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Welcome back, my warrior loves. Today, we are going to be talking about timing and time in recovery. Sometimes you may feel like your recovery is taking forever, and you may doubt if it can happen or that if it ever will happen. And I've been there before. I know how deflating it can feel to be working towards something so hard, putting all this energy and effort into it, and yet feel like the only thing you have to show for it is lessons. (laughs) more lessons. (laughs) And sometimes you wish you could get more than lessons. And let's talk about that today. We're going to unpack that. And along for this fearless journey is my co-pilot, Andrea Wells, the new host of Recover Strong, which she has stepped into for weeks now. So congratulations and just welcome. Love having you here, Andrea. Thank you, Jessica. I'm so grateful. Like I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to do this. I'm really grateful that you've entrusted me to be your co-pilot on Fearless, to start hosting Recover Strong. And I'm I'm so grateful for you and the things that you've given me here. So thank you. Oh, right back at you. And you had your very first guest <laughs> outside of me. Like, how did that feel to interview? <laughs> it was good. It felt good. Yeah, we had a good time. I enjoyed connecting with Joni. I'm excited for the listener to get to know her more if they haven't listened yet. Yeah, be sure to check out that episode with Joni. Joni is awesome. And today we're talking about timing and recovery and how it can feel like it's taking forever. Andrea, when you look back at your recovery process, did you ever have that sense of like, when is this ever going to like fall into line? Like, am I ever going to get there? Is this even something that I can possibly do? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Especially, I look back at where I was in like the first months, the first year of recovery and being like, oh my God, this is taking forever. Is this ever going to happen? And kind of losing the perspective that it took a lot more than a couple months, even a couple years to get to where I was, where I needed help. And it's going to take a lot more time to get out of it. So yeah, I've been in a place where it feels like there's no light in the end of the tunnel. Will this ever happen? Is this even possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's for others, but not for me. Or something's wrong with me. And yeah. I like just can't. Yeah. I'm the exception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's so much about patience. That word I'm really like letting be a mantra of mine is just embracing patience at, at this phase in my life. And I recognize how important it is in the recovery process to have this kind of long-term vision and this patience presence for all of of the hard times, the the missteps, the things where you feel like, wait, wasn't I going that direction? Why am I going backwards now? Or like, why is everything feeling like it like just took a turn for the worse and I felt like I was just getting better and here I am two steps forward, one step back. 
And just patience is so key to like just be able to sit in that discomfort and hold that vision of what's possible. You know, personally, I'm someone who's so impatient. Like when I want something, I want it now. Actually, I wanted it like yesterday. (laughs) And so like, that's why I love like Amazon, like two day, like delivery prime. Like if it's going to be more than like two days, I'm like, what? Like I want it now. And oh my God, they do same day now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, same day is like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, babe. Like, (laughs) like two days. I'm like, you're going to make me wait for my cotton pads. Uh, And so (laughs) like the patience piece is so important to just be like, I can, I can do this for however long it takes and I don't have to have it happen right now. And there is a process and sometimes the process, and this is what we get more into the lesson, like the process is an unfolding that it's almost like a puzzle piece. You know, when you have this puzzle and you need to get certain pieces in place first before you start to see like, oh, okay, like that's where all these pieces and then they start to click together faster and faster and faster because you're like getting the puzzle now. But in the beginning, the puzzle's like you're searching for that frame. You're searching for that structure to like put a border around it. And you're like kind of like, well, this could go anywhere. But then once you start getting like deeper into the process, you start to see, okay, actually this goes there, this goes there. And I find that something with recovery, it's like a, a process-oriented thing that can unfold very fast at a certain point in time, but can feel like it's freaking molasses for sometimes years until you really get that click. Like, okay, now we're rolling. Now we see it. Now we're now we're like getting the picture here. The puzzle starting to come in greater clarity. Like, I have all the pieces I need to succeed, and I see where they can go. Uh, but in the beginning, you can question if you can even do this. It, the more momentum that builds as you go, as you build that puzzle and a big saving grace when struggling with like patience or will this ever happen or what does this picture of recovery even look like was some advice that I received, thankfully, early in recovery that I hung on to and I still hang on to is to rather than look at how far you have to go, because that's a big wide open thing. Who knows exactly what recovery will look like or how long it'll take. It's hard to look at exactly how far you have to go. Really look back at how far you've come and the steps that you've taken. So when I just started like a brand new treatment program, a 14-week treatment program that I did, even just something like I've attended two of these groups now. You know, one one a week for two hours. I've attended two, like really, like just small things that happen in the short term, and look back at what you've done, what you've accomplished, and focusing on that rather than how far I've had to go. Really build build momentum and helps with patience because who knows how long or you'll be waiting or what the future will look like, but you know what you've did and what you've accomplished already. Oh, I love that, and it's like making the the now in the moment work for you because you're really trying to architect a life that will help you get there, right? So it's really about maximizing the current time you're in, the current and not looking too too far ahead in the future. Or the past, of course, can be helpful to look at how far you come. I can find though sometimes it is discouraging because you're like, I have come so far, yet I feel like I'm kind of in the same spot again. And I feel like it's almost like a spiraling upward that you don't quite realize. Um, we talk about in the lesson, Andrea is, is a gamer, uh, which is has the cutest story. Her and her husband like met because of gaming. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but this idea of like levels. And if you're doing a game, you go up a level and the next level and the next level. And then sometimes you go all the way down to level one again. 
but you know how to get to level three, four, five so much faster. It's like you can almost do that with your eyes closed, but you still have to do it. You still have to go through the motions. You still have to hit all those little things and make <laughs> coins burst out of... I, I, I stopped at Mario Brothers. I'm sorry. I can tell you're describing Super Mario Brothers right now. <laughs> and I don't even know that like, you had to like hit that brick thing like 10 times and then get like a little vine that you climb up to and you meet King Koopa. Uh, and so you just have to like keep doing the motions of the thing that like you've already done. And that's where it can feel like annoying because you're like, oh, I feel like I've already been here before. But I'm here with a new like mindset. I'm here with a new consciousness that I've built, that I've I've created more of by seeing these patterns, by awakening more of who I am and what could be potentially getting in my way of what I want, right? So how do you visualize, since you are a gamer, Andrea, and have way more experience with games, how do you kind of see that being an analogy for recovery? I mean, it's, it's an example of taking smaller steps to achieve to something big. Like, Games can take a short game is like 10 hours total. A long game is 500 hours total. But they're designed to keep you going with like little small rewards, little little small achievements, accomplishments. They all build up into you first you accomplish part of a level, then all of a level or or a different rank. And like there's so many like loot boxes coming your way and rewards and coins and items and all these things. Like video games are designed to keep you going and moving forward based on these small little achievements and that's kind of what I was just describing with recovery it was like okay like I achieved one little thing that's that's in my list of things accomplished now let's keep going and accomplish more and that was motivating to me and some levels are really hard some you got to redo sometimes you fall back down to start some levels are smooth sailing and easy and like wow that was a breeze and some are holy crap what is going on this is so hard I'm knocked off my feet and you got to try over and over and over so I think that's a perfect analogy for recovery especially as a gamer if you play games I'm sure you can draw the parallels there oh my god but when you beat a level that was like kind of crushing you that like kept having you you know and you're like oh oh my god that feeling inside there's like nothing like that um, that satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Like I did computer programming. So I'm thinking of like when I could like find a bug in computer programming. And that was just like, I literally like it was the mo- the most pride I could feel was like when I'm like, oh my God, that little bug that was like not making this program run. And I just wanted it to run smoothly. And I like couldn't get it to run for weeks, months. And then it's like, oh my God, I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> and then you, you know, and then you get another bug that you have to find and and you can do it again. But I think it's that idea that like I can do it. I'm able to 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 face these hard things. Yeah. And it gets easier. And just like a video game, like first level, first game, you got to take a while figuring out the buttons and controls. And then after you get some more practice, you don't even think about those things that you had to put so much effort into before. Like, which button do I press at what time? What does this function do? It's second nature and recovery is the same way. Totally. Yeah. And I love, I mean, I'm definitely going to plug the Courage Club here because I just feel like it's so aligned because when we designed it, we actually, I've, I've been having this vision of like how to create a game-like experience of recovery since more like Candyland. So not like cool gamers with control. <laughs> but I've, I've like had it since really since 2013. That's been like on my vision boards or just like my, like when you go into all my journals of how I like envision what I'm building with Recovery Warriors, it's always been this idea, how can we create a path that people go down and feel like they can hit rewards and milestones in ways that they can feel like they've hit achievable markers that are actual 
experiential things that they can say that they've done. Not just like I've listened to this course or I listened to this course or I listened to this episode or I listen, you know, I did this assignment, but like I actually did this hard thing, like experiential learning. Because I think that's where you truly go from theory to practice to mastery because you're like integrating it into your life. And that's really what we brought into this new version of the Courage Club that we're unrolling. And it's a month-to-month membership. You haven't heard about it, but this membership is a way for you to have these achievable milestones, be surrounded by people who are literally on the path with you, want the same thing as you, understand all the highs and lows of what it goes into recovery. You know, they're the ones who understand that I'm at that level too, or girl, I was at that level and that was tough. (laughs) And just stay strong, try this out, a little (laughs) self-compassion, work with it. You got it. Uh, There's some tips and cheat codes. (laughs) Yeah, there's some tips and cheat codes. Like, be aware of that <laughs> thing in the back corner. Uh, so yeah, and, and and I think that that is really helpful to feel like you are you are on this game that you. I mean, and that can help it feel less like it's just this endless thing, you know, that you can like keep going. And there's going to be markers, milestones, and in the moment, having people around you makes anything so much better. You know, I'm going through a a bad injury. I tore my calf and my best friend flew into town and like talk about making something feel better, just being with someone who's there for you and like to help you and take care of you. And uh, that's kind of what we're creating here with the Courage Club is an environment where you can feel taken care of. Uh, You still do the hard work, right? You still do your recovery, but you, you know, you're being encouraged and supported along the way. So if you want to get in on the Courage Club, you do have to be on our wait list. We only accept people from the waitlist because you have to actually apply to get in. We want to curate the right pods. We have these things called accountability pods. We want to make sure we have the right setup of people in the pods that you're you're getting your needs met. We hand match everybody to their accountability pod. So uh, you have to you have to get on the waitlist and apply in order to um, get an invite into the Courage Club. So if you want to start that process, go to jointhecourageclub.com. That's www jointhecourageclub.com. So, and you can look forward to meeting your milestones with food, mind, body, and self over the course of a year and beyond. So Andrea, any last thoughts on when it feels like recovery is taking forever and can possibly never happen when there's that self-doubt there? Um, I would just say, I think most people in recovery have felt that way. People that you may look up to in recovery for how far they've come or examples that you look up to, they've been there. And if they've been there and they made huge progress, trust that the same can happen for you. And it does suck to feel like it takes forever and it does take a long time and it's hard sometimes, but just focus on the small steps, focus on the little things you can do every day for the big change you're capable and look how far you've come already. Mm, Yeah. Well, Well, without further ado, let's get into the lesson. lesson today, we are going to explore the concept of resistance further. And I'm going to give a little bit more of a perspective that I think brings in more self-compassion around this concept. Now, resistance is a word that Stephen Pressfield coined to symbolize, and he calls this resistance with a capital R, to symbolize this part of us or these parts of us that are prone to self-sabotage, procrastination, fear, arrogance, self-doubt. So we all have these parts of us that can 
know what is best for us and not act on it or can have a impulse, a creative impulse, but not act on it. Have an intuition, but not act on it. So this is within all of us. This is common humanity right here, looking at self-compassion. Common humanity, one of the key components of self-compassion is that we all have this resistance. And it comes from within us. This isn't something people put onto us. We're the only ones who can self-sabotage ourselves. We're the only ones who can procrastinate. We're the only ones who can truly make fear make our decisions for us. So to work with our resistance requires a lot of inner work because it is something from within us. At the same time, I want to hold space for another concept around resistance because I do believe, yes, resistance is this force. You know, it is a force. It's just like gravity, right? We all experience resistance, especially when we're changing or creating a next version of ourselves. But at the end of the day, we are all creators. We are all creating our life with our thoughts, with our actions. We truly are the creators of our lives. And we co-create though. So that's this other concept I want to bring in is we co-create with a, a larger energy, whatever you want to call it, whether it's God or the divine or the universe or nature. And when we look at nature, we can learn so much. Have you ever gotten flowers that aren't quite ready to bloom? You know, and you're like, oh, like, when are they going to bloom? Come on. And you're just waiting there, kind of watching, nothing, watching, nothing. And then boom, they totally open and unfurl. So nature teaches us a lot about readiness. So when we look at ready is a lie, ready is a decision. Yes, I believe that. And there are times in our lives when we're not quite ready for something to happen. As if there's this organizational intelligence that's waiting for all of these little things to click into place before the next thing can happen. And here we are in our limited scope thinking, all right, why hasn't this happened yet? Oh, this must be my resistance or this must be my fear. And yes, the fear and the resistance are so important to always be looking at. And the main thing is to never lose hope. So if you have something that you're working towards and you know you have resistance and you know you have fear, the most important part is to never give up on what you truly desire with that because you never know when the universe will all of a sudden put everything together so it makes sense. So resistance does hold us back from achieving our dreams and becoming the boldest and brightest versions of ourselves. But sometimes we need other things in our life to click into place before we can actually do that. And I always love to say that we don't become the boldest and brightest and most beautiful versions of ourselves by ourselves. More often than not, the missing link in overcoming your resistance and your fear is your connections, is your support network. Do you have the people surrounding you that hold the space, hold the vision, have the knowledge and the tools and know where you're going and are maybe a few steps ahead of you. I wanted to do a new podcast back in 2019. I mean, I was like really wanting to do it. I was in a coaching call where I was getting coached again. I, 
I'm always going through programs because I humbly believe that in order to become the best version of myself, I must surround myself with people who can help me, who have been where I want to be. That's the ultimate way to do it. If you want to save time, right? And at the end of the day, time is the most important resource we have. Money comes and goes. Time only goes. So if I want to get somewhere, <laughs> I will 100% pay money in order to decrease the amount of time it takes me to get there. I would say for a long time, I did not have this mentality. It was probably within the last three years that I really adopted this mentality. But prior to that, I thought, no, I have to do it on my own or I have to kind of get by in the bare minimum and not do maybe live programs and only do recorded programs. And I'll tell you, everything changed when I allowed myself to go into live experiences. Who we surround ourselves with is so important because we become the energetic of the people we spend the most time with. So if you're around people who are saying yes to your reality that you're creating, you're gonna be more likely to be able to create that reality. There are people who are saying no or going against it. It's gonna be more resistance on top of your already internal resistance. Now, James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, he found that the number one habit is who we spend time with. Because who we spend time with is, is who we calibrate to. So this dictates all of our other habits. Just as a baby has to go from crawling to walking, we too have that progression. And we need to have people who can guide us and hold our hands along the way until we are strong, until we're not only walking, but then we're running. And that takes time. So sometimes we can't go from zero to, we can't go from where we are right now to where we want to be right away because there is some things that need to fall into a place first. We need to learn the progression of the steps. Or if you think about it in a video game, we need to get to one level in order to get the next. We can't skip levels. It's often because we need to get wisdom from other people to strengthen ourselves in order to then be able to go further. Think about how many podcasts you've listened to or books that you've read or movies or documentaries that you've watched that have helped you become stronger and stronger, more able to face this resistance ahead of you and not think that just because it's not happening right now or it hasn't happened yet, that it won't happen in the future. And now I realize the most important resource we have is time. The most important resource we have is time. Money comes and goes, but our time only goes. So if I can find somebody who can help me, help me save time for where I am now and where I want to be, it is an easy investment for me because I get to where I want to be faster as opposed to doing it the hard way. So what I've found is the more wisdom I can get, the more I'm able to face my resistance. But I also want to hold space for the fact that there is this divine orchestration and bigger, higher plan that we are not fully tapped into and aware of. Therefore, we can't control and predict it. Our ego, which wants to control and predict and protect, wants to know, please, I want to know the bigger plan. Tell me now so I can control and predict and protect. But we, we can't. There's that element of the uncertainty and the unknown. 
But all we can do is go bravely forward and surround ourselves with people who mirror back to us where we want to be, mirror back to us the the energy that we want to evolve into, the energy that we want to be surrounded by, the energetics that we want to have. And the more we can do that, the more the resistance is easier to face. So sometimes we're not meant to have things unfold in the timing that our ego wants it to happen. This doesn't mean that we don't prepare. This doesn't mean that we don't surround ourselves with support. This doesn't mean that we don't go forward towards our goals. Start to strengthen ourselves so we can go from crawling to walking to running. We still want to have that evolution and build up to that. But to not get upset or angry at ourselves if we're going at a slower pace. Because in the end, all the dots will connect as long as you don't give up. As long as you continue to hold space for what you want to bring in. This fear that you ultimately want to face. Just don't give up. Continue to level up little by little by little. And in the end, all of this little compounds upon itself. And you end up seeing big growth from that. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears in recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power.